Welcome. You're tuned into the Living in Rhythm podcast, where we wax philosophy and experience in the art and science of living in rhythm. Yeah. I'm Sister Sunday, and I came here to let my soul shine. It's a lifestyle, you know what I'm saying? For real. So begins the Leo season, and I'm so excited for it. Enter the lion and the lioness, the Raj vibration. We're going to get into the sun entering into Leo as of July 23rd. We're in a fixed fire element, and so we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the new moon, which will also occur in Leo. And that new moon, this upcoming new moon, is a catalyst for for some serious transformation. We got Jupiter retrograding, joining several other planets there. We've got the North Node conjuncting Uranus and Mars. There's a lot of third dimensional manifesting and interdimensional traveling that can occur with this transit. We want to talk about that. And then the sun being at home in the sign of Leo, we really want to get into this soul force activation and and what it really means to let our soul shine as we embrace this brave heart, lion-hearted energy of Leo. So there's a lot of radiance. There's a lot of love to give. There's a lot of creativity to tap into. And there's a there's a highness that we want to step into. So who's ready to up level? Let's tune in. Take a nice deep inhale. And as you exhale, calibrate the core. We want to fine tune the center of gravity. Feel that space. And generally, for me, that's in the solar plexus area and the lower navel area. So above between the navel and the lower rib cage, in between the pubic bone and the navel is sort of the zone that I will focus on when I tune into my center of gravity. And so then start to bring your awareness into that area as you, your center of gravity, as you breathe and regulate your breath's rhythm, you want to just feel that ebb and flow, that easy expansion and contraction that occurs through a natural rhythm of your breathing, your breath's timing. And then as you get into the groove with that, we want to start to feel into the four directions or the four dimensions, the front space, the back space, the right and left hemispheres, that vertical axis, and then the horizontal axis that connects the earth with the sky and then the heart and your center in the middle. When you're ready, take a nice deep inhale. Expanding in all directions, suspend the breath for a moment. Invite a little more breath in. 
and exhale. Two more times like that. Nice deep inhale. Expanding in all directions. Suspend the breath. Invite a little more breath in. And exhale. One last time. Inhale. Suspend. Invite. And release. <laughs> so now that we've calibrated the core and we're tuned in, I want to focus a little more energy from that center of gravity and really bring it into the heart, the center of the rib cage, the center of your, between your lungs, the center of your sternum. So not the physical heart, the organ, but the heart center and the energetic soul, the energetic heart chakra. And so that's, I'm, I'm speaking a lot to the chakras today, which is what, you know, I'm getting a little more detailed in this calibrating of the core little by little. Um, so today we're going to really focus on the solar plexus and the heart particularly. So you can even take one hand to the heart and one hand to the solar plexus, which is the, the chakra that is at the lower rib cage. It's just below the base of the sternum where the little two parts of the rib cage come and meet. And so in that space, you want to just bring a little bit more of your awareness and your attention and just ground your energy, feel the heartbeat. And so I want us to just take a nice deep breath and then relax. I want us to come into our heart space and let our soul shine a little bit more. This is the practice of the Leo season. Leo is the ruler of the heart, the actual organ, the heart circulation, but also the heart space, this this heart space that's so courageous and brave. I often call the Leo energy brave heart. It's the brave heart energy. And this is a place where when we look at the evolution of the Zodiac towards Leo, we will in a moment, when we do that, we can start to tune in and actually see how this this culmination of events of energetic archetypes that we learn to embody through the seasons, through the cycles on earth, we can start to really use this middle summer, this middle phase of summer where the light is, where the energies are high and, and the light is bright. We want to use this as an opportunity to express ourselves and let our brightness be full, become filled. We want to reach this place where we're, we're soaking up as much of the solar energy as possible because it's, you know, and especially if you live in a place where the seasons change there, we don't always have this much solar energy at its heightened, in its heightened state. And that's really what the, the sun moving into Leo represents for me. It's this, this coming into this place where we really just want to maximize our, our capability of of gaining energy for, for later. And also for, for now too, it's like, well, when you start to use the energy in a graceful way, you actually see it's, it's very reciprocal as you give and receive. It's, you know, it's kind of this 
ever filling, ever flowing rhythm of love. It's a, it's a river of love. It's this energy that's, it's always available. When we tap into our center, we can use it to charge ourselves and we can use it to give that energy to the world. And so that's really what, what this is about this, this time of year. When I think about it, I, I really wanted to today, I wanted to get into this state of like, what does it mean to connect to our hearts and truly let our soul shine? And so I wanted to talk a little bit about as we, before we get into some of the astrology, I wanted to talk about this phrase that I have embodied and adapted and been practicing that I just truly love. And I heard it first from Martin Luther King. He talks about his, um, he talks about being able to use soul force to, to go uh, to, to meet physical force, you know? So if there's physical force and in some sort of uncomfortable way, we can meet that physical force with our soul force. It's soul power. And he actually, Martin Luther King Jr. originally catch, caught this phrase from Mahatma Gandhi. He used it during his efforts. And, you know, there's a whole lot, like I encourage you to do some research for yourself on, on both of these men. Obviously they were, they are huge, pivotal peacemakers in times of great struggle. And they were in, not only were they peacekeepers, but they were in, they inspired and were true leaders to, to humanity in times of great darkness, sadness, and just times of, of when there's a lack of hope and a lack of focus. And the fact that they both, they, Martin Luther King Jr. chose to use this word, this phrase, soul force, you know, it, to me, it really resonates to this time right now. It's, something I've been talking about a lot as far as really embodying what we're learning and embodying what we know. And as as humans that have had life experiences, it's just like really to live a well and good life, to be a good person, you know, to be one of the good people, so to speak. It's, it's, uh, we have to show up every day. It takes our presence, our groundedness, an open and brave heart and an ability to activate our soul force, which I, there's a lot of energy charged around the word force, which I think in certain times that's actually necessary on a day to day for me that feels more sustainable. I've re-termed the phrase soul shine. So, and I'm not the first one to do that either. It's a very common phrase, soul shine. Um, the way I use it, however, is very much in this, in this soul force activation way where when we tune into our center of gravity, which is so much about integrating the, the root chakra, the sacral chakra into the solar plexus, this is our foundation and it comes up and it, it comes up through the solar plexus. They call it the solar plexus. It's the yellow zone of the rainbow. It's the, the yellow spectrum of the chakra system. It's very much about that illumination, that light, and, and our ability to shine it through the heart in an organized way. So, so the, 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 chakra doesn't, the chakra system doesn't end at the solar plexus, but rather that light gets drawn up into the heart area, and it becomes this place where we feel and, and can tune in and express ourselves 
through our throat chakra from that organized light with the heart filter. You know, I mean, we are really looking to, this is the something I'm practicing on a, as much as I can with my word sound power. Our words become things, our thoughts become things, our feelings become things. I mean, we are so powerful in our, in our capacity to manifest and create. And I think that that's really what the, the Leo season is so much about the creativity of it all. And so let's just start, let's start soul syncing, right? Let's soul sync with the cosmos. So Leo season being the middle phase of summer is actually ruled by the sun. And it's fascinating because it's the lion, lioness. It's also, this is when they term the phrase, the dog days of summer. And that's in part, I mean, there's a lot of reasons why, but there is a connection to the dog days being, this is a time when we can see Sirius clearly in the sky. And so it's really powerful. It's a really powerful time, this, this time of year. And so Again, I just am like sprinkling in some of my experiences and my studies, and I encourage you if something sparks your interest to go into your own exploration, get your own observations and, and correlations going through your own research, your own, your own willingness to want to go deeper. Okay, so Leo season represents that middle phase of summer. It's the lion, lioness. And it's a fire element. We're back to, we, we've completed a transition between the four elements, which is a really interesting thing. Uh, so we got the fire starting in Aries, Taurus is earth, Gemini air, water in the sign of cancer. And now we're back to fire in the sign of Leo. And it's interesting because you might recall, I talk about this in the seat as we, I really like to bring up the modalities when we're studying astrology, as far as our, the way I really connect with it is through the, my relationship to the seasons and that every cardinal sign is a beginning of a season. Every fixed sign is a middle of a season and every mutable sign is a end of a season that's transitioning and changing towards a new sign. So a fixed sign represents the middle of the season. Leo happens to be a fixed sign. And so we're middle summer. And what that really means, the, the word fixed, I often use is in a way of thinking as of it as sustaining. It's holding the vibration. It's really you know, settling in with the tone of summer, you know, so we have, you know, a beginning season really sparks the energy. And then that middle season really has this sustaining, organizing, really, really putting this foundation, like rooting into it a little bit, holding on a little bit. And the way that I look at that in the summer, like I was saying before, this is about capturing the energy. We're taking in the energy so much. And what you might notice about Leo energy being ruled by the sun is that it is very much a power playing force. It's powerful and playful because it's not holding back. It's taking energy and it's using it and sustaining it. It's really a beautiful thing. What a gift to be able to, to do that. And we all have Leo in our chart, in our natal chart. Some of us have planets there. Some of us don't. So that's interesting. 
I have a planet in Leo. <laughs> uh, some of some people are Leo rising. Some people are Leo moons. Some people are Leo suns. There's there's a lot of ways that the Leo energy could be influencing your chart. So, you know, again, something to think about. I love. I, I'm hoping too that as you, as we tune in, you know, when I'm dropping some of these this information that you're looking at your chart and like again making your own own observations and correlations. Okay, because we all have different relationships to the different charts or to the different signs and planets, depending on what our lessons are, you know, what we're, what we're here to, to experience and learn this, this time around. So, so Leo, lioness, the lion and the lioness actually have a really fun, I have a deep fondness for my Leos. So let's talk about the evolution of, of the Zodiac for a moment. So Aries is always that spark of life, that will, that ability, that willingness to be. The Taurus energy is the manifesting, grounding, materializing, learning to experience the world through the sensory, through the senses, basically. And then when we get through Gemini, it's more of a mental processing of the world. So we can use the filter of our willpower, our filter of how we're observing, how we're observing the world through our senses. And then we start to mental, we, we take it into the mental realm where we think about it. We organize and we get, we gather data and information and we're, we're computing and we're thinking deeply, more deeply than we were before. We were more just experiencing and tuning in. By the time you get to the mind state, the mental state, your thoughts can influence the feelings, which is the Cancerian energy. So when we start to have feelings about what we're experiencing and what we're tuning into through our senses and what we're thinking about, <laughs> the Leo energy is very much about the culmination of all of these and then learning to play with it. The Leo is a feline, it's a cat, so it's very playful. You can't really tell it what to do. It wants to use what it's gathered, what it, it wants to use its own resources. And having the sun be the, the ruler of the Leo energy is very much like drawing on that power source. You know, it draws on that solar power source, which is in so many ways, it's infinite. And you'll see Leo people have, it sometimes appears to have infinite energy, amounts of energy. They are drawing on this life force, this creative life force. And when I love thinking about the evolution, I really love thinking about the evolution of the Zodiac because what I come to when I get to Leo, my understanding and my my reflections on Leo is that not only is it the, this playful creative energy, but it's also this really self-accepted place it's a crowning of the self. It's so cool because Leos are the, are, or lions are the kings of the jungle, as they say, right? So it has this royalty. It has this royal effect as we call it Raj. It's the royal Raj leader, high leader energy. And what that says to me is there's a responsibility be from there's a responsibility to play, engage, and lead and shine from the heart, you know, 
and it's coming from this place of a of a of I mean in the best in our in the best scenario it's coming from a place that's coming from a spark of life a will to live a will to a willingness to experience the world through the senses to be able to tune in to think cognitively critically and then to feel and tune into that and intuit and sense and then that all brings up this ability to shine, to express, to reflect all that you've learned, all that you've, you've, that has come from before. It's a really, it's powerful stuff, really. So that, that Raj vibration, that wearing of the crown, you know, like they say, heavy is the crown. It's really true that when, you know, I, and I spoke of this lightly on our last sesh, as far as how these are the days these waking days are the days of true responsibility. It's owning our vibration. It's owning our presence in a way, all of us, independently, individually, just owning our unique within the collective, honoring it, taking responsibility for it, taking care of it, you know, allowing ourselves to really hold a higher frequency and a higher vibration it bringing, if, if that's the goal, one of the goals, one of the, the achievements we're, we're looking for in our evolutionary experience, it, this is coming to a place of how do I do that? I do it with grace. I do it with dignity. I do it with sense of, of awareness and self-empowerment and an actual embodiment of that. And so that soul shine is not just like a spewing of, of energy, free energy, like, like going crazy. It's a very focused and clear and direct shine. It's a radiance. It's got a rhythm to it. You can count on it like the sun. You know, it comes up, it sets, it goes up, it sets. It's just like, it's a rising and a setting. And, and it's really honoring that rhythm in ourselves that I, I feel like is taking on that Raj energy. It's a true heightened self-awareness, a committedness, a commitment to the, to being, to being here and letting your soul shine and being one of the good people, <laughs> you know? There's not really good and bad, but there is, you know, there is in a way we're seeing a lot of that polarity right now. And I guess that's the point. It's like the leaders are like calling all leaders, all, you know, like, and it's interesting too, because you can see when that, if they're like a Leo, if you're, you know, the Lion King, that, sh that cartoon, the Lion King is a really good example of all the ways that Leo, the lioness, the lion can be embodied that leadership role, you know, it's, um, heavy as the crown. So how do you use, how do, how do we take responsibility for ourselves? The other thing is too, is there's always like the reluctant leader. I kind of consider myself as this. Like, I love it. And I'm also like willing to like the, the reluctant you know, but I've, I really feel like I'm turning the corner on this because it's not even about like, Oh, put yourself up out there. It's about being yourself. It's a totally different thing. And, and so to crown thyself is, is also something that it's the self accountability and self responsibility that has nothing to do with anybody else, but our own connection to our own source it comes from this place of like really trusting, like I'm practicing this and it's not easy, but it, 
it's getting little by little, it's getting easier, but it's taken me, I feel like it's taken me a while to come to this place where, where I can truly understand and, and trust myself, trust my connection to God or the one, my connection to the one, my connection to my own intuition and my own senses and my own understanding and of what the world is speaking to me of how I'm moving through the world. And, you know, it comes on kind of hard as like the responsibility. That's a heavy word. Maybe discipline can be a heavy word. However, when we really start to transcend some of these things and we just do the work, you know, I, what I found is like the talking about it and the complaining about it takes way more energy than actually doing it. And so doing it brings on this whole next layer of like accomplishment and victory. And then once you have a victory, then you just try to keep adding on more victories. And it's like you do it one day and then you get consistent. And again, we're like, we're living in rhythm. So we're looking for a nice steady beat that is in tune with our own rhythm, our own rhythmic resonance, you know, our own heartbeat. And I'm telling you, it's like this, this getting in tune and, and, and tuning into my own sense of self, my own heart, my own intuition, my own guidance, using my mind, using my senses, you know, it's like really mine, not anybody else's, just getting very clear and grounded in the earth and, and letting my soul shine. It's just, it's a resonance. It's all it is. It's not like I have to do anything except for tune in and be me. Gosh, it's so, it's like really liberating to be honest. And then I'm like, I want to be like a cat. Cause it's just, you can, you know, this is a really powerful time. <laughs> and I, what I will say about this too, is this because of the current situations, especially globally, collectively, there is, I'm going to say it every, I mean, I'm going to say it all the time because we just have to remind ourselves that we came here for this. And if you're here and you have the energy right now, now is the, is the time. Now is the time to be be the change that you want to see in the world. And it doesn't, you know, if you're inspired to go and take action, then go and take action. If you're inspired and there's a clear path, if there's not, then really harness your capacity, take responsibility, you know, and, and own you, be you. It's freaking awesome. I also want to say this, that it's more playful and fun. Like I'm saying all these heavy, serious things and it's, lions and cats play and there's there's more play and and creativity in this than sometimes I think we give credit for and I think that was something that I was I've really embraced over the last year is learning as I settle in with this trust this self-trust in this you know being able to tune in on the on the highest levels I also I'm playing with it more. I'm appreciating it more. I'm connecting to the earth and the people and animals and plants all around me. And I just encourage all of us to, to make fun, you know, have fun with this, that, you know, even in times of struggle and strife, we can actually find that energy within ourselves. We can source that light and we can come with our shine. And, and I think that this is going to be important going more into the future because we need to cultivate this and nurture it and, and keep and let it grow and expand. I mean, 
flex it like a muscle, get really strong in your soul shine because there may be a time when we have to meet physical force with some soul force, if you know what I'm saying. So let's talk about this new moon. So the new moon is basically when the moon and the sun come together, right? They're on the same side of the earth. They're not exactly in alignment. That's an eclipse, but they're both on the same side of the earth, which means that when the sun and the moon are together, we can't see this. We can't see the moon. So there's no illumination. It's a dark moon. And so with the sun and the moon being on the same, in the same sign that it, or on the same side of the earth, that means they're when they become new, they're in the same sign. So when the moon comes into Leo at five degrees and 38 minutes, the sun and the moon will be exactly conjunct, which will make the new moon. This occurs on July 28th at 1154 AM mountain time. And so this new moon, oof, I love it. But the Leo moons uh, are really, especially the Leo new moon, just kind of every time we, the last few years when it, when we, when it comes around, it, it's bringing me back to 2017 because we had that eclipse in 2017 where you could actually see in the United States, there was a path, the path of, of illumination of the eclipse was over the United States for the first time in some 30 years, um, which was really exciting and fun for, for us that are here that live here. And so that moon was, uh, that new moon was in Leo. It was at a later degree. We're in early degrees right now, but regardless, there's lessons to be learned from where we've been so we can get organized with where we are to get clarity so that we can go forward into the future. So with the new moon in Leo, it's just bringing up this, again, this where we can start anew. Every new moon is a new beginning. It's a new moon cycle. So this, this is time for big prayers, big intentions, starting new projects, like really leveling. I love that it's at the beginning of Leo because it's just like sets this foundation for this Leo season. Let's set, let's, like I was saying at the very beginning of the sesh, really powerful time to, to get energy, take energy and source it. Learn to source it. Learn to resource it. Learn to give it. Learn to receive it. It's that give and receive, give and receive. And it's really beautiful because with the moon, you know, the moon is more is at home in the sign of cancer. So having it be in the sign of Leo, it's not as like at home there, but that intuition becomes so powerful in the sense the the lunar energy is the intuition. But with that Raj, that royal high, high energy that, that comes through with the, with the lion and lioness, again, that's the ability to trust ourselves, like the self-trust is almost like we don't even have to ask for it because it's there. Because the lion doesn't, there's no hesitation. The lion is precise and it calculates and goes. And it's, it's, really, it's really quick and really efficient, which I love. <laughs> My Capricorn loves that. It's good for somebody like me, you know, that has that Capricorn energy. And so this new moon is interesting too, because this new moon trines Jupiter at eight degrees in Aries and it's stationing. It's about to retrograde, but on the new moon, it's still direct and it's holding steady in Aries. You know, it's this really putting the light on ourselves putting that energy on the self-expansion and unapo- like showing up unapologetically me, 
is my phrase for the Aries. And it just brings back the idea of like, wear the crown and activate your soul force. Let your soul shine. You know, that's what that Jupiter is saying is like, let's, let's practice. Let's get some practicing of like that soul force activation. How do we get our light and how we start projecting this light a little bit more intentionally? You know what I mean? So I feel like this new moon is like asking us, we can run some tests, this, we can run some soul force activation tests, you know, and see how bright can you get? <laughs> how light and playful can you get? Despite all the other stuff, because there's other stuff, we'll talk about it. But that's, that's really important. So this new moon is bringing on big, big energy for, for letting your light, letting that radiance really come through. I mean, you want to be bright as the sun, let your light shine you know? And if it's, if it's feeling like you, you still, it's a little, still a little cloudy in your realm, there's always silver linings. The light still shines on the clouds some way, somehow. We don't always see it, but it does. And so I just really encourage everybody, if you, if it feels too bright to, to share it, if it's too much, or you don't have enough right now to share it, to shine it out, that's okay. Source it. See if you can consolidate it and just bring it on back to your center of gravity. You can do that little hand gesture where you just put one hand on your heart, one hand on your solar plexus and see if you can give some of the energy back to yourself. And, and in fact, I encourage everybody to do a little bit of this. It's because we want to make, you know, give to yourself as much as you're giving to others. It's a really important and graceful practice. Okay. So that's the radiance of the lioness and the lion, the Raj vibrations. The day after the new moon, July 29th, Jupiter goes retrograde. And so Jupiter will be retrograding from July 29th through November 23rd. And it's basically going to track all the way back into Pisces where it was back in a few, just a few months ago. say hi to Neptune again, you know, kind of get close to Neptune. So that'll be interesting. We'll revisit some of that stuff. But for the time being, it's still in Aries and it joins other planets in retrograde and other celestial bodies, which are Saturn is retrograde. Pluto is retrograde. And Neptune is retrograde. Chiron is retrograde. And the North and South Node are also retrograde. So We've got quite a bit of retrograde action. I've been saying it's kind of like uh, these these celestial bodies are in the reckoning zone. <laughs> Any retrograde is is time for rewind, reflect, redo, regroup, revisit, renew, relax. Just depending on how it all hits your chart and how it all hits you in general. You know, one thing I would say about this too is like. I feel like it's the play, the play and the experimentation and the the willingness to adapt and change is going to be super important because, you know, don't there, you might feel like you're actually like living, like, didn't we just finish? Didn't we just do this? That's the way I feel about, um, especially a a Jupiter retrograde because they're so in your face. It's like Jupiter expands and magnifies anything. So it's just like, you kind of wait, wait, didn't I just learn this lesson? Didn't I already hear this? And so it's just the way I look at it is, is it's back in your realm. It's back in your point of view so that you can make that decision of, am I going to play Am I going to fall back into that old pattern or am I going to really make sure am I going to, it's just a double check. It's like when I, I, I love to write and 
I rewrite my, I, I don't have a script, but I, my notes, I rewrite things a million times. I mean, I love writing and rewriting and reading and rereading. And it's like, that's kind of that retrograde energy where it's like, you just are going over it to make sure that it's clear, to make sure that things are organized and that you've, you've, you're, you want to learn the lessons in the retrogrades. You want to take the time to be like, yes, got it. Won't, you know, and if you're really good, you can kind of get it to this place where you can evolve you can evolve right off of it so so that it doesn't become a factor anymore, you know? So retrogrades can be powerful. Don't let them fool you. Don't be don't fear I always say it in in um I always say it in a Mercury retrograde. Don't fear the retrograde, you know? It's good for us to to have a little time to reflect and regroup a little bit. So Jupiter will be retrograding. We'll talk more about that as things start to as things start to reveal themselves. But the big, big cosmic alignment that is occurring now, I kind of spoke about it before because it started, it's kind of started creeping in around a week or two ago and getting closer, I should say, and in this conjunction. And it's going to intensify over the next week and into, I'll talk a lot more about it in the next session as well. But this week, I want to bring up the fact that Uranus and the North Node are finally, well, no, it's been coming on, but they're conjuncting. They're at 18 degrees, both of them, 18 degrees by July 30th. And so, and Mars is like sneaking up kind of close in. And so the following week, Mars and Uranus and the North Node will all be together in the sign of Taurus. So for now, as of July 30th, North Node and Uranus are conjunct at 18 degrees. So if you have 18 degrees Anything, especially in a fixed sign, which is Taurus, Leo, Sagittarius, or I'm sorry, Taurus, Leo, Scorpio, and Aquarius are the fixed signs. So if you have something in any of those signs, then it might be impacting you a little bit more around the 18, around 18 degrees. So you can look at that in general, though, in a collective way, this is super I mean, this is potent. And what I would say is, is anytime you have Uranus, things are un, they can be unstable or unsettling. They can be unexpected and unpredictable. I reflect, I, I refer to Uranus a lot like a lightning bolt. It reminds me of lightning because you don't know when it's going to strike. It's a lot of energy and sometimes it's really beautiful and sometimes it's really intense, you know? And so it's just, it depends. And (laughs) I guess that's the thing about Uranus. It depends. But when you, the other thing that's really interesting about Uranus is when you look at it in the, in relationship to the other planets in the solar system, it's rings, his rings are vertical. You know, all the other planets with their rings, which I just saw Jupiter had rings with these new images. That was crazy. But anyway, so, but the Uranus, you know, so these rings and most of the planets are on like a horizontal axis. Uranus's rings are vertical axis from our viewpoint. So it's sideways. <laughs> so you almost have to turn your head a little bit and look at it like it's sideways. That's a little funny. It's a little off. It's also like it's unexpected, but it's also very futuristic. It's willing to take chances and risks. It's it's this capacity to be able to, I mean, it, it goes beyond, it's outside the box. So we sometimes can't even fathom some of this Uranus, Uranus energy. So having this energy conjuncting the North Node 
is really drawing attention to the future and the way that we need to point our ship, so to speak, the way, where we're headed. There are, I would, I'm going to be brave enough with the Leo energy. I'm going to be brave enough to say and su- to suggest that if you're open right now, there in this next trend and with this transit as it comes in, you're going to be getting a lot like dream states, visions, senses, like you're the, our senses are going to be speaking to us like they haven't maybe ever before. Or if you already have a baseline of that, it's going to be coming on stronger than ever. It's so exciting because I feel like it, I also feel like it's going to be giving us so much insight for how to move in the future. And I'll talk more about it next week. But with the, with the Mars coming in, I feel like it's going to give us some action-oriented focus too. Ways we can take steps, which is super potent because I, right now I feel like there's a lot of unsettled and um, up-in-the-air things that it's hard to, some, for some people, it's not been easy to make long-term plans or, or set goals. Some people are focused, which that's awesome if you are. For those that are that have been kind of working little bit, little baby steps at a time, I do feel like there's going to be some really potent clarity coming through the sensory system if we're tuned in and open in our hearts to receive the feedback, you know, and to really process it. And so there's that. I also just want to say that with this conjunction, if you're listening to other astrologers, there is definitely some history of warlike tendencies with some of these transits and they've a lot of these alignments have occurred we've been experiencing some pivotal transits in our over the last 3 years that we have never experienced in our lifetime yet and some of them are reflecting to really powerful times of transformation and change and sometimes war on the planet. So these angles have some connection to World War II. I'll say that. But what I also want to say, because I'm not the type to project, I don't, we don't know. And hopefully we learn from our past. This is why, again, it's important to activate your soul force because as much as you can tune into yourself and your senses, you're going to have some guidance to be able to do what you need to do and hopefully help others around you. So what I would say about this though, this, so I, I'm bringing that up because I don't want to, I don't want to sound like I'm ignoring though, these things when I speak and I share this information, I, it, it's my highest intention when I share this information, when I share astrology and co- and it is my intention to sync with the cosmos, to tune in with myself, to tune in with the earth and my environment and be willing to stay open to receive feedback guidance, intuition that will give me the tools that I need to survive and thrive in this time. And I hope to do the same for you. I hope to inspire that in you as well. Bring it up, not to project fear and trouble into the world, but to also just recognize that yes, these tendencies have happened in the past and we're here now and we have a potential and a capacity to do something different especially if we're clear and open and grounded and guided through our senses, through our heart, you know? So, (laughs) um, so there's that. (laughs) The other thing I would say about this nerve, about this, this, uh, this transit, the other thing I would say about this transit is that this is a really powerful time 
to, to practice calming the nervous system, to practice centering and tuning into the sensory field. Like we've been talking about, this is, this is my favorite subject. You know, as much as we can tune into our senses and, and really use our intuition and our guidance system, you know, just practice it in the little ways and recognize that that breath work and that centering allows the system to, to calm itself. One breath can do it. When you get really adept at this practice, one breath can do it. So take that breath, clear your heart, clear your mind. And the other thing I want to talk about with this North Node conjunct Uranus is that it's also bringing up this idea of how important the power of our thoughts really are. That our thoughts, because they're in the sign of Taurus, this is bringing this lightning energy, this quickening of thought, this quickening of ideas into the third dimension. And you probably have heard once before in your life that our thoughts create things and our ideas and the way we think about the world, actually we project it so much that it manifests. And so what we think about, we bring about how we think about is reflected from our feelings and our intuition and how we're listening or not listening to that. And so this is a time, like a really, really wonderful time to take on this, take on this ability to really, really tune into yourself, feel yourself, use your intuition, use your guidance system to help you feel strong, to help you feel clear, so that you can focus your thoughts through your heart, through your feelings, and really begin to manifest in the third dimension the world that you, we all want to see. A peaceful world, a calm world, a healthy world, a vital world, a world of abundance, a world full of love. Law is love. It's loving it's from the heart. It's the brave, courageous heart. All this takes a lot of courage. And, you know, I just, I really feel like this soul shine, this radiance, this love that we have to give and receive in this world is there's a really, those of us that have been practicing, this is a fantastic time for us to, to nurture that and get some, get some, like exercise the muscle around it a little bit to get some consistency and strength in that. And so, you know, I came here to let my soul shine. I hope you did too. (laughs) I hope you have fun with it. That's the main thing, you know, really have fun with your ability to, to create and express in this world and in this time. Tell people that we are living in the brand new renaissance. This is the Aquarian dawn. This is the new renaissance. The things that are created in this time are going to be powerful. Hopefully they're used to inspire humanity to thrive now. But I think there, there's going to be some serious human sourcing and resourcing right now that is going to draw up some of the most creative and and 
powerful tools for, for helping humanity really heal and, and reach the highest potential. You know, again, it's like no more holding back. Let's let our love come through. Allow yourself to receive as much as you give. Allow yourself to let your soul shine. Activate your soul force and, and see how you can how you can show up in this world. You know? That's all I want to share today. I love you so much. And I'm so grateful for, for you tuning in. Thank you so much. And, you know, much love and blessings to you in this powerful, powerful time. Use each day wisely. Life is so precious. Bless it. Show your love to the people that are in your life. Bless them. And, uh, yeah, let your soul shine, folks. <laughs> let your soul shine. All right. Much love, y'all. Peace.